You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. Today I'm interviewing Holly of Holly Shade Designs, who has always loved fashion, but within the past year decided to officially jump in and start a clothing and accessory brand, specializing in block print fabrics and shell adorned accessories. But before we start the interview, I wanted to share with you about Angie Everd Turner. You may remember as I interviewed her a few months back. She is an attorney helping small businesses and brands. After almost 20 years in retail, 10 years in wholesale, and five years in licensing, Angie decided to give the people what they were asking for, an attorney who is familiar with the needs of creative entrepreneurs. She doesn't just represent those creative industries, she's part of it. As a designer, artist, and entrepreneur, she understands the legal needs of creative businesses because she has owned and operated one herself. Angie has always loved being creative. Since she started Hype Stripe in 2003, when people learned she was an attorney too, they started asking her all sorts of legal questions. She also knew if she practiced law, it would never be in a conventional brick and mortar law office setting. So now she's combining both of her loves, creative entrepreneurship and law. Her goal is to provide outstanding service by giving sound legal advice and helping you protect your business interests. Here's what Angie believes. You deserve great service. Your attorney should be part of your business resource team, just like your accountant and banker. And last, the legal advice you receive should be easy to understand. Angie is located in Georgia and is licensed to handle all business matters in the state of Georgia. She is also able to handle matters of copyright and trademark nationally. Contact Angie through her website at Angie, A-N-G-I-E, a-V-A-R-D-T-U-R-N-E-R-L-A-W.com. That's AngieAverdTurnerLaw.com. All right, so let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay, hi. Um, my name is Holly Jarvis, and I live um, just north of the city of Atlanta, Georgia, in East Cobb. And I am a designer and also a teacher. Oh, cool. I did not know that you were a teacher, too. Yes. Uh, what do you teach? I teach second grade um, in the Cobb County public school system. Oh, so fun. So you have them when they're so cute. <laughs> I do. Exactly. <laughs> so sweet, love loving, it. and fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now tell me a little bit about growing up. Did you grow up in that same sort of area in Georgia or somewhere else? And were you always into creating and um, fashion and I guess maybe even teaching too? <laughs> right. Well, I grew up um, for the first 12 years of my life in South Georgia um, in a little town um, called Moultrie. And um, then my mom um, married an an Air Force officer, a pilot. And so we lived all over the country. Um, I actually graduated from high school in um, Louisiana and then went to Savannah for college. And um, anyone that knows me knows that I've always been into fashion and creating art. Um, 
always. And it wasn't until probably my goodness, my mid 20s that I actually started doing something with it. So fun. I know. Um, So what did you study that? You said you studied in Savannah, you went to college, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, It's so funny. I actually declared a major um, of fashion merchandising. And to be completely honest, I was kind of floundering in college. I was having a really good time. And so (laughs) my dad actually told me, all right, Holly, you have a choice. You are, I'm going to pick a major for you. You're either choosing um, nursing or teaching. And um, I don't like blood. So I decided (laughs) to go into teaching, which I love. Um, But it was my first choice was um, actually fashion. And so it's funny that it took me until my mid 40s to, um, to, you know, really make that work for me. I feel like a lot of people and especially a lot of parents though are scared to have their kids study fashion. I've interviewed a lot of people though too who, you know, are scared to study fashion because it's not as sometimes reliable, I guess, as some of the more traditional jobs. Um, although I feel like, you know, everyone can make it work and um that's why I double majored is I was like, I don't know, that kind of limits what I feel like I can do if I get my just full fashion degree. Um so that's why I got communications as well. But I know a lot of people have always you know, loved fashion and loved designing and had an interest in style, but didn't want to dive in necessarily with that degree at first. Right. And it's kind of so, it's so, it's so abstract too. You really, you know, for me, and actually it was funny, I I looked into public relations as well. So I've always been interested in both. Um, I worked retail in, um, in high school. And then actually after college as well, I, um, I worked in retail management. So I've always wanted to surround myself with it, but I really just didn't know how. And I think that's what scared my parents. Like it was just kind of, you know, this abstract idea that I couldn't really put my finger on. I didn't know myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm so glad that, you know, I really am glad that I waited until I knew more what I wanted to focus on, what I wanted to do and and do it that way. So it's worked. Yeah. In the long run. Yeah. Uh, So then you mentioned you worked retail. Was that your first like career then out of college or did you go into teaching or kind of do both? Well, um, like I said, I was in high school. My mom owned an art gallery and so, yeah. And so um, I always appreciated art. She collected like antique lithographs and etchings. And um, I, I'd never picked up a brush. I'd never done anything. And so moving to Savannah, being surrounded by it, all of my friends going to the Savannah College of Art and Design. I did not go there. I went to um, Armstrong State, um, as a smaller college, but was in the city. I spent a lot of time around artists and um, worked in art. Then I sold paintings at a gallery. And um, and then after college, I, I did retail management um, just for a couple of years and then started teaching. And so, and it was after, you know, started that I started teaching that I said, you know what, I think it's time to start taking some, um, some painting classes because it's really something that I want, you know, to, to figure out if I'm good at or not. And um, and that's when I started painting. Oh, that's yep. really cool. So yep. then I can't believe you also paint. You're so talented then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, you know, so I, I think I've narrowed it down. I like color. I like uh-huh. texture. I like anything to do with design. But, um, you know, painting was painting was definitely an outlet. Um, 
most of all, I like the coast. And so that's, that's really what I honed in on whenever I started painting. I was, um, abstract landscapes, marshes, uh, coastlines. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. And so I was, I painted for, you know, maybe five or six years, um, when I first started having children and then, um, and then I stayed home for several years and I sold paintings to galleries. And then I decided, um, well, life just happened, um, raising children. I just put the brushes down and, um, and I really, I left that part, you know, for about probably 15 years. I didn't do anything creative, um, really at all. So, yeah. Wow. It's so funny. I mean, I had no idea that you painted for some reason. And obviously yeah. that you're a teacher as well. But there's mm-hmm. so many people, I feel like there's a lot of crossover in fashion and design with art. Like, I know I interviewed um, Kelly from Smith and & Quinn. And she, like, designs all of her prints. She's, like, an artist at first and then um, got into fashion. And then even Gresham from Gresham Jewelry, she um, loves painting and she sells paintings too but kind of same thing as you put that on hold a little bit with the kids um so that's so interesting I feel like you know there's so much crossover there yeah and it it, you're exactly right and it just it it takes so just like anything writing I mean designing any anything it takes so much emotional energy and I feel like you know I feel like you just don't necessarily have that to give whenever you're giving so much to, you know, to, to raising young children. And then, you know, with, I went back to work and there's only so many hours in the day, um, just did not have it in me. And, um, it was only until, you know, as of late, as of the last, you know, 18 months or so that I decided, uh, with my kids being teens, we're looking at colleges that I knew that, um, I needed to do something again for, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So let's talk about that, your clothing business and your hand, your, you know, fashion and accessory yeah. business. Um, when and why did you decide to start that? Okay. Well, you know, it's funny. It just, I, I've thought about this and I've been asked this and I really, I don't have like, it's just my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was never a decision. It was so funny. My dad, um, he lives part-time um, on the Gulf Coast. And so he sent me a bag of oyster shells and he knows that I've always painted and done different, you know, I, I at one time had done, you know, all those things. And he said, you know, you should probably do something with these or what can you do with these? And so I had seen that like, you know, oyster adorned napkin rings. And so I started with that. And a friend of mine came over and she's like, that looks like it should be a piece of jewelry. So I decided, I'm like, hmm, what can I do? So, um, you know, I I bought, you know, several cuffs. And so I started putting oysters on cuffs. And then I thought that would be a pretty necklace. And it just kind of evolved. Yeah, yeah, I put, I I had an old clutch in my closet. And I just, you know, I adorned one with that. And it just really took off. Um, And... I never really consciously made the decision to start. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. So what, what year then did you decide to do this? What's that? What year then did you decide I, like no, starting um, this? I started, gosh, 
um, officially last August and so not even a year. Oh my gosh. You've like blown up in the past yeah. year. I feel like, yeah. wow. <laughs> okay. It's, so yeah. it started with the shells and adorning them on. It's right. like first, you know, tabletop pieces and then yes. um, the bags and jewelry. And, but now also you have your own like block print clothing and Correct. block print um, tablecloths and things like that. So then talk to me a little bit about the transition to adding that too, because that's a whole different beast. Sure it is. Um, you know, it's funny because I had the bags and I had the, um, um, had the bags, I had the jewelry and I'm like, you know what? And I've always, it, this sounds so, I don't know how it sounds. It doesn't matter. It's just the truth. I've always, people have always said, you know, um, they'll ask me where I get my clothes or, or things. I don't know. Like, and I did at one point buy vintage clothing, um, from different thrift stores and resale. Now I, I did that whenever the kids were very, very young. So, okay. you know, I've always been into keeping up with trends, making my own deal, you know, reworking pieces. And this is a key point, I guess. My grandmother and my mother are both, um, it's not their profession, um, okay. but they've always made clothes. They've oh. made clothes since I was young. Yeah. So I've, I grew up in and around, you know, textiles, always going to fabric stores, uh, you know, just my grandmother used to design her own dresses. So it's just always been kind of there. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought about it and I know what I like. I like very specific things. And, you know, I am, I'm, I'm a religious person. I believe that everything is just, there's no like happenstance. So one day I woke up to, it, it's so funny, the power of the internet or the power of Instagram. Yeah. I woke up to, you know, which we all have. We all have these messages that, you know, I can do this. I can do that um, from, you know, different, you know, either different things, collaborators, influence, you know, whatever. And so I um, got a message from um, a gentleman in India saying, if you're interested in making clothes, you know, contact me because he was following my page. Somehow he became following my page. So I said, you know what? I've got these ideas and I've always had these ideas. Um, Let's just go with it. So I sent him some sketches he sent me some samples and uh, we tweaked them. We colored the blocks and um, here we are. I mean, it, it just really kind of evolved. It was, again, it was not like this conscious decision for me to start, although yeah. I, I'd always had the ideas. I love that. And because I feel like, you know, so let's talk a little bit about this then, about getting started, like from these ideas. So, I mean, you got lucky with the first person then that you were working with kind of worked out, it sounds like. Because I Correct. think a lot of people listening, um, you know, whether they're just consumers who just love supporting cool new brands or they're people who have their own brand or people who want to have their own brand someday. I think one of the hardest thing is like it's everyone has ideas, but actually going after those ideas. And so the fact that you were able to then produce that. So talk Talk to me a little bit about that process. I'm assuming, you know, there were a few tweaks and samples back and forth. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I had, you know, there's, again, it's been, you know, years of, of this every summer. We, we spent a lot of time at the coast, mm-hmm. uh, whether, you know, whether we lived in South Georgia, Atlanta, wherever we always, we spend time along the Atlantic 
every year I pack the same clothing. I love, um, you know, brightly colored off the shoulder pieces. It's just a thing. I don't know. It's just a thing. It just, to me, it just eludes everything coastal and fun cotton pieces. And so I, in my mind, I had, I had a dress that I wanted and I wanted it to be one size. I wanted it to be, you know, either worn on or off the shoulders, um, you know, on the shoulders for taller folks, you know, maybe with some, with, you know, pants or you know, as a little mini dress. Anyway, I had the idea. And so um, I described to him what I wanted and he sent me, and I drew it out and we, you know, went back and forth with the sizing. He would send me the piece. I would have my tailor in Atlanta, um, you know, tweak it. We, I would literally mail it back to him. And that's, that's how we did this two or three times until we got it right. Um, it actually, and then we started um, working on a one shoulder piece. And then now um, what I'm so excited about the shirt dress that I'm doing um, for fall in three different links, um, that it's going to be so fun. And, you know, I designed my own block that's coming out in the spring. Um, Yep. And I'm so excited. We're working on the coloring process right now Um, because right now I've been using traditional blocks that we've been coloring um, with our own colors. Yeah. But, um, you know, drawing my own blocks and doing that, that's that's the ultimate goal. And that's what we're working on for spring. So 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 excited about that. I love that. So for people listening who might not be familiar with your brand, um, how would you describe it? Uh, Well, you know, coastal, coastal preppy, coastal chic, just, Mm -hmm. you know, coast, everything that eludes the coast. I, I, you know, and it's in my bio on my site, anyone who's read it, it just, I have been literally you know, searching the ground for shells my entire life. We, we growing up, we spent time at the coast mm-hmm. every summer, of course. And, you know, in love with seashells, just everything seashells. I don't even know why. And and so I've always thought this would be pretty jewelry, you know, and it wasn't, like I said, until in my 40s that, that I decided to do something with it. Um, you know, it just, everything is inspired by the coast. Mm-hmm. So whether it be the colors, um, the prints, you know, using the tropical twalls that I've been using um, or, you know, the jewelry that incorporates scallop shells, oyster shells um, or pearls. Yep. And I have to say, you know, I have some of your pieces and what I love about them is they're colorful and I love like black print, I think is really trendy right now, but mm-hmm. I like your styles. Like they're different, like that off the shoulder dress that I got, oh, um, where it's like one you. shoulder, you know? Yeah. And I also think the quality is good and the price point compared to some other black print dresses, I feel like is uh, obtainable and affordable, um, but the quality is still there. So that that's personally what I like. And even, you know, there's pockets and stuff like that. Yeah. that <laughs> there's that little things that make a difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how have you been spreading the word? Like, what have you been doing to market your business? That's something else that I feel like a lot of people love to learn about. Well, thanks. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, Instagram is the number one way to, in my opinion right now, to, to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I'm, I have my items in 50 stores now. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. I know as of last night, 50, which was just, you know, a nice little celebration. Um, So talk to me a little 
bit about that then too. And then we'll get, cause sure. that just like stopped me in my tracks. I feel like <laughs> it's so hard for businesses to get into retail. Right. Uh, that's like a question that I always get asked by clients and potential clients too. Um, and that's always the goal for a lot of clients. And although sometimes now a lot just want to be direct to consumer, but that's a whole beast. So talk right. to me about how you accomplished that. And was that always a goal? Cause then obviously you have to work in your margins when you're designing. Like Correct. Yeah, you know, so and not having a that. business background, although everyone in my family, I must say my dad's been, um, he's owned his own business since I was, you know, five. My mom has owned her own business. My stepfather, my sister, like I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. And so getting a lot of advice about price points, you know, from the beginning was, mm-hmm. was very helpful. But um, <laughs> this is, this is crazy, but I've always said there's like a fine line between being persistent and like stalking <laughs> and so, or, you know, just being absolutely obnoxious. But I do believe in, you know, if you believe in something, you push, you push yourself and you push, you know, you, you continually try to get yourself out there. So, mm-hmm. um, emails, making quality lookbooks, um, you know, getting getting in the face of retailers, not being afraid of spending some of that, you know, initial startup money on um, sending samples. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many samples I sent to retailers mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, influencers, mm-hmm. just getting it out there yeah. um, and, and, and carefully selecting the people who you put your product in the hands of. Um, you know, I was just so thrilled whenever you agreed. Oh. To work with me. No, seriously, because I just love your style. You know, there's there's so many of, you know, people that has that have, you know, helped me in that in that way in the beginning. But um, you know, I just started sending my product out and asking, would you like, you know, I the minimums that I said in the beginning were were non-existent. It's like if you want to buy one piece, I don't care. You know, yeah. just please. And I was just thrilled that people, you know, wanted to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um and that, that's that's really how I got started. Just sending pieces out, you yep. know, sending lookbooks out, sending line sheets out, and just asking. Definitely, um, because, yeah. Because again, I had no experience in in that end of retail. You know, I, as a retail manager, I would see you know buying happening, mm-hmm. um, but I would I never saw what it was like for the other side. Um, also, um, just making sure like you talked about margins with wholesale, making sure that, you know, as you look forward into your business, that you're going to be accounting for, you know, employees and your prices, because it's harder. You can't really go up once you've set your deal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to do that. Once you set your price, it's there, especially on pieces that you want to keep in your lineup year after year. Definitely. And that's what, you know, I tell clients that all the time. I think the best way to get to retailers is sending samples, like sending something physical that they can try out, they can feel it. Um, They get so many emails and calls. So sometimes, you know, they might overlook that. But even if you send something physical, they have to do something with it, you know, like they have to look at it, they have to see it, whether they choose to throw it away, wear it, whatever. They're right. at least physically seeing it. So that's yep. what I always tell people. I'm like, you know, if you really want to get into some stores, then, you know, put some samples aside that you're going to dedicate um, for that. And, yeah. you know, influencers, they're huge too. Yes, um, they're everything. And um, 
Lindsay with um, Sell Eat Love. She was yes. one of the first. I love her. She was a fellow Atlanta Atlantean. Yeah. <laughs> um, she actually moved to Pensacola recently, but she, I sent her a cuff. And, I, you know, whenever she um, posted about that the first time, I literally cried like a baby because I was just thinking, you know, someone, someone likes this. Now, have I sent pieces to people that I've never heard from again? 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens. And you know what? It's fine. It's just one of those things. It's like, well, that didn't work. And I don't take it personally because I know that people are bombarded with, you know, everyone, retailers and influencers or influencers alike. It cannot deter you. It cannot yeah. deter you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so what's something that you're really proud of with your business? I know, you know, officially it's only been a short period of time, but you've accomplished so much. So what's something that you're really happy? Um, I'm happy that I'm happy that truly women of I've established relationships with people that I never would have established. So that's, that's a happiness for me. Yeah. Um, the building those relationships I do. And I do want to say I, another suggestion that I have for anyone, don't be afraid to ask to do trunk shows. Trunk shows are old fashioned for a lot of, you know, pop-ups, whatever you want to call it. But I'm telling you, trunk shows are an amazing way to get out with your product, to hear feedback, good, bad, yeah. and indifferent. Um, that's a really good way to get your your name out there and yourself out there, um, forcing you to you know he, to hear to talk to to those those things that are so important. Um, getting in you know with the consumer with retailers, all of those things. That's a really great thing. Um, but the question you asked, one thing I'm really happy about, I'm happy seeing my product on people from all ages, skin tones and sizes appreciating and loving. And it just literally brings joy to my heart whenever I see a piece being worn by a woman who seems to be happy about it, just happiness. I mean, it just, it means the world to me. Definitely. Um, and on the flip side to that, what has been your greatest challenge or the hardest part about your business so far? Um, well, it's the, the challenge. Um, of course, facing rejection by, you know, by, let's just say by a retailer that you really wanted to be in their store and facing that rejection. But again, I have to realize that this may just not be my time for the store. Yeah. You know, it may be a year from now and I don't close the door completely, but that that's been, you know, that's, that's a little setback whenever you get the email that says, you know, we're not interested right now. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, that's fine. Um, maybe next season you will be. So that's, that's the facing that rejection can be challenging. Mm -hmm. Now who inspires you? Like, where do you get inspiration from? <clears throat> Obviously, you know, being by the coast and things like that, but is there someone that, you know, inspires you? Um, well, you know, honestly, my, you know, and this may be a standard issue answer, but for me, um, my mother, you know, she's a very classic woman who's also, um, she's, you know, born and raised in, um, in the South. Um, she's the daughter of a farmer. Um, she's made an extremely successful life for herself. Um, being, you know, I, how do I even say it? She's, she's extremely persistent, strong, and she's taught my sister and myself to, to be, you know, 
not be so self-conscious or so caught up in our own heads that we don't start things even, you know, in our forties or whatever. So she's been that support. But as far as like, you know, I would say, you know, as far as support or someone who I look up to, I would, it would be her, but you know, as far as like style and, and those kinds of things, you know, I've, I've always been so, um, inspired by like Carolina, um, Herrera or, um, I don't even know, Diana, um, Von first Furstenberg. I always okay. completely, you know, Diane, not Diana. Um, <laughs> I've always butchered her name, but you know, Cynthia Rowley, um, yeah. You know, as far as female entrepreneurs, though, um, Sarah Blakely, this founder of Spanx, um, has been, you know, she's in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenges that she faced and the rejection and the, you know, bait and switch situations and the manufacturers not wanting to work with her, you know, just different things. Um, But always just saying, okay, I know what I want to do and I'm going to do it you know, yep. and not letting that stop her. So that she, she's in my head a lot. I love that. Mm-hmm. Those are all great. And it sounds like your mother is a wonderful woman. She's, she's great. She's strong, tough as nails. We didn't always see eye to eye, but <laughs> <laughs> you can appreciate it now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. who would your dream customer be like a celebrity or a famous influencer or something like who, who would you love to have your pieces on? Um, you know, honestly, I'm going to go back to Sarah Blakely. Um, she, um, if, if, if I ever, you know, if I could send something to someone and be just over the moon that they wore it, just knowing, you know, how she started her brand and what she appreciates, that would just make my, yeah, that'd make me a very happy woman. Yes. She's (laughs) an ultimate girl boss. Yeah, she is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I have a daughter and she's 15 and, um, she helps me with my business and, you know, I just want to, I love to see these young girls. I think they've, they've even got, um, a, a firmer grip on it than my generation about supporting each other and not feeling in competition with each other and just Mm -hmm. building each other up. And like I always say, you know, you don't have to blow out someone else's candle in order for yours to shine brighter. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just not how it works. So. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So this is the Preppy Podcast. So I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? How would you describe Preppy today? Classic fun style. Yeah. That's that's classic fun style. That's you know, perfect. and if I were to say, okay, this envisions, you know, this is what actually like everything that this word means, it would be a popped collar. (laughs) And I've been popping collars on Izod's shirt since I was probably um, seven years old. I have some old Polaroid pictures of popped collars and I do it and I'm 46 and I will never stop. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, So where are some of your favorite beaches then? I was going to ask you where somewhere you can't wait to visit, but now I'm more interested in like your favorite coastal town or beach yeah <laughs> well I'm actually <laughs> sitting looking at one right now I'm looking at the beach um we are in St. Augustine right now oh, and my yeah my I, I everything that this coastline is just you know from the from the um palm trees to the you know just the the um, architecture just mm-hmm. everything um we vacation a lot in Ponte Vedra yeah. Um, we are in Charleston often. We are in Hilton Head every fall. 
um, Savannah, just anything along the Atlantic, um, even though we love the Gulf as well. But, um, you know, it, we were just in Wilmington, North Carolina, which I had never been um, to. So any, you know, this, this, the Southern Atlantic coastline is just my favorite. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite piece on your site right now? The Haley um, midi dress, the um, shirt dress is a popover shirt dress um, with a, de- a very defined collar that can be popped. <laughs> and, um, and actually, um, the new and improved version that's coming out in two weeks um, is going to have um, a five inch piped sash um, for an even more defined um waist if you choose or you can wear it without for an easier you know free flowing look um but definitely the the Haley um shirt dress is my absolute favorite I love that I actually have that one in my car right now because I'm like it is so beautiful and I love that shade of pink (laughs) nice yeah we'll get it because it's selling out it's coming out there (laughs) in the gray and blue in just about two weeks oh yeah that's gonna be really nice yeah (laughs) What are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Are there like any bloggers or interior designers or other brands that you just love following? Yeah. Um, well, you, of course, <laughs> um, I love the SIL, um, S-I-L. It's, um, it's a store. It's um, short for stuff, um, stuff I love. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with it or not. Yeah. Um, they carry a lot of um, exclusive pieces for designers like Sue. Um, yeah, so to, people pronounce the, the little last name differently. I, I, I always say Sue Sarter, but sorry, Sue Sitar. Um, Tish Cox is another that they carry that I absolutely love to follow. Um, Farm Rio, a brand, just just the, the most fun colors and, and styles. Um, and then classics like Halston. Um, yeah, it's Cynthia Rowley, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Carolina Herrera, I love the account. And um, golly, where do I even start? <laughs> with um, I know with influencers, there's so many. Um, golly, I mean, yeah. Um, Those are all great answers. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what, um, so what's next? Any sneak peeks? Obviously, you have this new Haley dress coming out in a few weeks. Um, yes. In- grays and blues you said but anything else that people can look out for yes um i have most of my pieces except for just a couple are um one size and i'm actually doing um it's one size misses i'm going to be doing a um a one size for extended sizes um to make sure that i'm you know including every single body Mm -hmm. um which i'm so excited about um also um doing um a tunic um to be worn with pants or jeans i'm working on a holiday line that's going to be fun but i'm going to be incorporating some um different fabrics like um lorex some metallics um, for the holidays yep and some fun colors and then um working on spring with um with the different um block prints that i'm that i've designed and um in some fun colorways for sure i'm also um very excited about um, extending the earring line. I do right now. Everything that I have um, features um, pearl, um, but I'm working with some different gemstones for the fall. I mean, excuse me, for the spring. And so I'm excited about that too. So yeah. 
Lots of fun things coming out. For sure. For <laughs> sure. So my final question is, where can people find you? Like, what's your website address, your social media handle, all of sure. that stuff so they can follow along and shop? Yep. Um, website, www.hollyshae.com. Um, Easy enough. And then um, my Instagram handle is at Design, no S. And, um, and then... Also, you can find me at 50 retailers right now around the country, um, as far west as West Virginia. So we're growing west um, and as far north as um, New Jersey. So, cool. yes. And then as far south as um, Key Biscayne, Florida, as of late. So I'm so excited about that. But so you, my list of retailers is current on my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun learning more about you and your business. And I'm just blown away by the amount of things you've accomplished in such a little bit of time with your business. Well, thank you, Patricia. And I, I do, before I do, I do want to say this, I have got to give um, a um, acknowledgement to my supportive family. Folks ask oh. all the time, do you have, you know, does your husband help? Mm -hmm. um, do your kids help? And yes, my, my daughter and son have, have, have helped um, with some different things, um, you know, painting shells and things like that. But um, I have to say that um, the support, you know, of my um, husband and children and extended family has just, you know, it's meant everything. And, um, and I could not do anything without without their support. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you, Holly. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 